Now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Look for the Union Naval. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan. Welcome aboard, everybody. Welcome aboard. I'm ever yours, Alan Nathan, the Militant Moderate. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this is your virgin voyage, allow me to share with you our mantra. Folks, we want the Republicans out of our bedroom, the Democrats out of our wallets, and both out of our First and Second Amendment rights. We feel there exists this cavernous gap separating the two orthodoxies, and that it's a gap comprised of many degree-thinking people who can argue quite passionately in shades of gray. And to that end, each and every show, we have fine guests to help best illustrate this point. Today is no exception. Also, if you wish to hook up with us on the web, it's www.alannathan.com. Don't forget that email address, alan at alannathan.com. That's A-L-A-N. Coming at you live and strong each and every Monday through Friday at this time. Don't forget the classic Alan Nathan show, Saturday, 6 to 7 p.m. And overnight Sunday mornings, 3 to 4, all times Eastern. We are indeed a Main Street Radio Network production. Please check us out at MainStreetRadioNetwork.com. Feel free to avail yourselves of our nascent but always robust Twitter and Facebook options that we have there for you. And of course, with great dispatch and alacrity, we'd love to thank our distributor, the Salem Radio Network. That's right, the Alan Nathan Show is entering its 25th year of national syndication, all thanks to you. Reaching about 800 towns and cities across a couple of hundred radio station broadcasts each week again. All thanks to you. And by the way, I don't care if you're part of the authoritarian left or perpetually clueless right. Please get out of the thought control business. Our topics du jour, as you may have heard, well, in the toughest case against partisans and government censoring Americans, Missouri v. Biden, also joined with the state of Louisiana and other physicians and activists. But anyway, Missouri v. Biden. The lawsuit traveling through the courts has revealed new emails proving that the government has lobbied Facebook to censor privately exchanged messages on its WhatsApp service. This, of course, means they've been shredding our First Amendment rights. Are these guys out of their minds? Also, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act Section 702 is up for renewal giving the GOP-led House genuine leverage in curtailing FBI warrantless surveillance abuse of Americans. So will they do something meaningful with it? They don't have to, like, come up with a law to try to knock out another law and hope to God it makes it through a Senate, uh, you know, filibuster cloud. I mean, all those things could still be thrown up, but it's either, hey, go along with some changes or watch this entire section drop out of the sky. So again, will the GOP do something meaningful with it? Also, in true sociopathic fashion, President Biden recently claimed that Republicans want to slash the budget for border security. (laughs) Isn't isn't that as moronic as saying that the Democrats want to outlaw abortions? Who believes this crap? Yet this schmuck still opens his mouth and knowingly communicates falsehoods despite how easily debunked they are by even a five-year-old, but he does it anyway. He's just, he's beyond clueless. He is unconscious, all right? He is the first walking, comatose patient we've ever seen. Anyway, without uh, further ado, we have assisting in the opining and analyzing old friend of the show, former state Senator Ted Harvey, Republican out of the great state of Colorado. He's chairman of the committee to defeat the president at StopJoe.com. That's StopJoe.com. Uh, in the past, he served uh, as a White House staffer under President Ronald Reagan. He was a district office manager for Congressman Joel Hefley. He himself served in the Colorado's House of Representatives before going to the Senate. Senator, good to have you back. How are you today? I'm great, Alan. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I want to get right to this. Now, in a case brought, against the Biden administration's censorship of the American people, which, by the way, I'm happy to say a federal judge has recently granted standing. It's granted standing for the suit. We now learn that emails prove that they pressured Facebook to censor the privately exchanged messages of Americans on their WhatsApp service, as I mentioned in the beginning. 
So is it accurate to say, Senator, that these actions not only violate the Constitution's First Amendment rights guaranteed to all Americans, but actually does so while doing a pole dance? I mean, this is about the most blatant and disgusting violation you could ever hope to avoid. Or am I overstating anything here? Absolutely not. And you look at what the emails that have come out during the Twitter files um, investigation that uh, uh, Elon Musk is allowing to move forward, they have plenty of evidence to show that not only was it the FBI and the NSA, but it was also Dr. Fauci. It was also Democrat senators and congressmen. And in, in the case of California, you saw the California clerk and recorder or secretary of state also coordinating with them to eliminate any uh, speech that might go against the Democrat narrative of what they wanted to pump out there. And that is, by definition, a violation of our constitutional rights of free speech. The question is, who will be held accountable? Will Will anybody, will the Justice Department actually file any charges against any of these government officials that um, obviously violated our First Amendment right. Well, I'm thinking perhaps so, because there's a crime-fraud exception to everything. So I don't know the qualified immunity protects people who knowingly violate the law. Uh, I mean, and also when you add this to FBI agent Elvis Chan's deposition in the same lawsuit, Missouri v. Biden, again, this deposition in which Chan admitted that the FBI lobbied Twitter to censor dissenting posts against the government's narratives on COVID protocols, uh, illegal immigration. What else? Oh, yeah, the botched Afghan pullout, and of course, its suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story. When you look at all say, these exactly. things, I know, right? And when you look at all these things, don't we see an unambiguous avalanche of illegal acts? committed by government operatives under the trappings of officialdom? I mean, that's why I don't believe that there's going to be uh, uh, an escape under qualified immunity. This isn't just a question of people screwing up on the job. This is a question of people knowingly violating laws, thinking they can get away with it because, again, they're doing so under the trappings of officialdom. I don't see them getting away with it. And if they do somehow get away with it, they better watch their six when going to parking lots because people with – High-powered rifles on tall buildings just might be perched waiting for them. Now, I'm not advising that. I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying there's a breaking point when it comes to how long Americans are willing to tolerate their government violating the very laws they expect the rest of us to follow. Where am I mistaken, sir? Key uh, comment there is our government. And our government has constitutional constraints that um, limit their power and their ability. And first and foremost is the First Amendment. And if we are not a nation of laws and people are not held accountable for at the, at the government from breaking those laws and violating our constitutional rights, then we are no longer a nation of laws. And we have lost our country at that point. So we have to have people that are held accountable. We have to have people that are charged for violating our constitutional rights, and people have to go to jail, or else we are no longer a country. We are just a, a fiefdom that is being run by a, a bunch of bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., that are never going to be held accountable for, for their roles in all of this. No, precisely, and let's, let's acknowledge something here. The degree to which uh, these folks in government uh, dismiss the Constitution is the, is the degree to which they are correspondingly marginalized in their authority because their authority only exists because it's derived from that same Constitution. Isn't that fair to remind the universe about? Read, read the Declaration of Independence. We are the governed, and the, we put them in place. And the, the question comes into point, who, who put these people in place, and, and who gets to re, uh, remove them if they violate our rights? Um, right now, I think they believe they are above the law, they can do whatever they want, and that we work for them. That is not the way the American system of government was set up, and it, we need to make sure that we hold these people accountable. And, and the, the uh, Constitution gives us the ability to do that, and I hope to God this judge understands his role in this whole process. You and I both. You and I both. Now, Back to the administration's censorship uh, lobbying, of, uh, lobbying of Facebook. Uh, it should be stressed that Facebook was also an eager accomplice 
thus incriminating itself when you think about it. Now, and, and this was especially egregious when uh, when looking at their quashing of dissent from doctors and scientists and and health workers regarding COVID protocols on everything from you know the now proven mask uh, the, the now proven debunked mask efficacy, if you will, as well as natural immunity needing uh, you know somehow. Uh, not exceeding vaccine immunity. We now know that it does. Uh, the and worthlessness their influence of the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, precisely. Joe Biden would not be president if it was not for the FBI getting involved in, in the election that year. As virtually every single poll on the issue proves. You know, we get lost in a, a, you know, a forest. Sometimes we can't see the forest of clarity for the trees of minutia when it comes to ballot harvesting and a whole host of other things. That act in and of itself was enough. Folks, going to be right back. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show. This message is provided by Beringer Ingelheim. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF, is one of the more common forms of progressive fibrosing interstitial lung diseases with symptoms including breathlessness during activity, a dry and persistent cough, chest discomfort, fatigue, and weakness. There are more than 200 lung disorders that can lead to pulmonary fibrosis, an irreversible scarring of lungs that can negatively impact lung function, quality of life, and may become life-threatening. While approved treatments for people living with these diseases can help slow disease progression, new therapies are needed to help potentially stop progression. Fortunately, there is new research underway to assess the safety and efficacy of an investigational treatment in patients with IPF and other progressive ILDs. This is part of Beringer Ingelheim's Phase 3 Global Fibronir program. To learn more about Fibronir and eligibility requirements, visit fibronir-ipf.longboat.com and fibronir-ild.longboat.com. This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math, but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM Skills Build is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM Skills Build is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM Skills Build continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to scale 30 million people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org. Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods and you checked on me every once in a while? Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave, but unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. 
Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Every year is Alan Nathan, the Militant Moderate. Once again, this is the oasis for those who have an aversion to the left-right, black-white, two-dimensional approach. Absolutely delighted you could be with us. Well, in the toughest case against partisans and government censoring Americans, Missouri v. Biden has revealed new emails proving they lobbied Facebook to censor privately exchanged messages on its WhatsApp service. Thus really shredding our First Amendment rights when you think about it. Are these guys out of their ever-loving minds? Also, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, more specifically Section 702, is finally up again for renewal. And this gives the GOP-led House real leverage in curtailing FBI warrantless surveillance abuse of Americans, like they did with Carter Page during the um, Trumped-up Trump-Russian collusion uh, facade. I mean, that was a whole canard there, and everybody now knows that it was really just a byproduct of Hillary Clinton and the DNC uh, deliberately constructing a false narrative, uh, asserting that Trump colluded with the Russians in order to win the election. Everybody now, with an IQ above salad dressing, now knows that that's been thoroughly debunked, uh, that Trump never had such a thing. And I'd say this is somebody who supports Ron DeSantis, okay? Uh, this is just ridiculous. And um, the fact that we have an FBI that supported this masturbated act of sophistry is a vile and disgusting reality. But they have. FBI has been involved in censorship activities uh, as well as political endeavors with which they're supposed to have no involvement at all. But there we are nonetheless. Also, um, in true sociopathic fashion, President Biden recently claimed that Republicans want to slash the budget for border security. And I'm thinking that's about as moronic as saying the Democrats want to outlaw abortions. Who can really buy this? Again, you've got to have the, cere- the cerebral dexterity or, 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 uh, uh, or academic prowess of a fire hydrant to buy this crap. But he's still out there pushing it nonetheless. More specifically, he said, quote, House Republican proposals would slash funding for border security, a move that could allow nearly 900 pounds of fentanyl into our country. This is what he tweeted. He says, we need more resources to uh, secure the border, not less. The guy acts as if he had nothing to do with the crazy surge that's going on right now. He had everything to do with it. He promised it would happen upon winning the uh, Oval. This is what he said in a debate on ABC, and then I'm going to get to my illustrious guest. This is what he said at an ABC Democratic presidential debate uh, in 2020. I believe it was February 2020. Uh, Clip 13, James, if you please. Gain-of-function research, as you know, is juicing up naturally occurring animal viruses to infect humans. I'm thinking we have the wrong uh, selection there, my friend. You might want to look for clip one. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. I want you to hear this one more time again. This is an ABC Democrat presidential debate with then-former Vice President Joe Biden saying that if elected, he would make sure that there's an immediate surge at the border of asylum seekers. One more time, James, if you please. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. Yet now he's saying House Republicans, quote, House Republican proposals would slash funding for border security, a move that could allow nearly 900 pounds of fentanyl into our country. And then he adds, we need, me, we need more resources to secure the border, not less. This is like a flasher lecturing people on public decorum. <laughs> he's out of his mind. Anyway, we have assisting in the opining and analyzing. Oh, for the show, sticking around. We appreciate that. Former state senator Ted Harvey, Republican out of the great state of Colorado. He is chairman of the committee to defeat the president at StopJoe.com. Uh, again, he also served as White House staffer under President Ronald Reagan. Uh, senator, good to have you sticking around. We appreciate that. And can you believe just how much of a moron our commander-in-chief is? Well, he's not a moron. He knows exactly what he is doing, and the Democrat Party is wholly committed to having an open border policy that allows anybody in the world who wants to come here to be able to do that. And, and that is the difference between the two parties. We are, the Republicans are the party of law and order, 
And the Democrat Party is for complete chaos with no order whatsoever. There is a rule to um, seeking asylum in the United States, and, and there are certain hurdles that you have to meet to prove that you are eligible for asylum. And when Donald Trump was in office, he put in the Remain in Mexico policy that said you had to prove before you came into our country that you had to meet those certain guidelines before you came. On day one, Biden came into office and he, through executive order, repealed the Remain in Mexico policy with the complete understanding, knowledge, and and uh, um, hope that the the surge would happen all over again on day one, and that's exactly what happened. That's and because the he took away of the Democrat Party, exactly, and because uh, Trump had taken away the loophole that allowed them to falsely claim they were looking for asylum, but just know that once they did so. Uh, they'd be allowed to escape into the interior with a, a notice, a court date notice, which they w- w- with which they would never comply. Um, because uh, Trump took away the loophole that they used to have as latitude, uh, this enraged the Democrats, and the Democrats went ahead and reinstated that loophole under the guise of wanting to you know fight racism, even though they could never connect the assertion of racism with its required foundational merits. They can never tether their assertions to uh, any sort of legitimate um, component or grounding in, in uh, dialogue and debate. And unless you can tether your assertions to legitimate uh, grounds in dialogue and debate, you're really not saying anything, are you, sir? The, the, the Democrats' um, a platform is essentially an open border platform. This is exactly what the Democrat Party wants to do. And for Biden to go up there and blame it on Republicans and say that the Republicans are not going to be giving enough money for border security is laughable. Trump was up there every single day asking for both from the Republicans and the Democrats in Congress, give me more money to build the wall, to fund the border security um, patrol as much as we possibly can, and that he never could get the money to do it. And so he had to divert the money from the DOD, and he had to put in place through executive order the Remain in Mexico policy. The only reason why that was put in place is because he could not get the support of Congress to get that done. The Democrat Party is continuing to push for an open border policy, and people need to remember that in this next election. Because if we continue to allow millions and millions of people to come across the border, we will be risking our national security if we are not already. And I believe it's treasonous that this president has allowed this to continue to the extent that he has thus far. Oh, my God, he has. He absolutely has. And again, anytime he characterizes the safeguarding of our country as being tantamount to racism or xenophobia, he consistently fails to tether that claim to any measurable standard of accountability in dialogue or debate. He cannot do it. No Democrat can do it. So what they do is they use labels in lieu of arguments that they can't otherwise satisfy and then subsequently shame you into not going along with their label. I mean, this is 2,400-year-old Athenian sophistry. And I think people catch on to what are nothing but assertions endlessly predicated on what is nothing more than other assertions. Stick with us. Most IT workers at small and medium-sized enterprises said they feel overwhelmed trying to manage employees that work from home. Meanwhile, most workers want more flexibility in their work schedules and locations. That means businesses need to modernize their infrastructure to support remote work as seamlessly as possible. According to the open directory platform provider JumpCloud, the key is IT unification. Tom Bridge, Director of Product Management, JumpCloud. IT unification means identifying a platform to become the core of your IT stack, incorporating it throughout, integrating with critical systems, and finally consolidating and shedding a necessary legacy tool. JumpCloud enables organizations to unify their entire IT stack and allow IT admins to connect users to their resources with a single identity. Now, employees can simply use any service on any application from anywhere, which in turn makes for a very happy IT team. To learn more, visit jumpcloud.com. 
Spring is in the air, and now's the time to spring forward with a delicious breakfast from Burger King, an all-natural Simply Orange juice. Begin your day with a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant sandwich with sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant, or a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit on a warm buttermilk biscuit. And make it a meal. All Burger King breakfast sandwiches go great with crispy hash browns and pair perfectly with a Simply Orange juice with no added sugar. Never sweetened, never concentrated, and never frozen. Simply Orange goes perfectly with breakfast at Burger King and is rich in vitamin C. And now through March 31st on the BK app, Royal Perks members get a free single croissant sandwich with any Simply Orange juice purchase. Use code BREAKFAST to redeem. Get a jump on spring with breakfast at Burger King. Because you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants, Royal Perks account required. Restrictions apply. See offer terms for details. Not valid on delivery orders. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. <gasps> what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. Well, uh, what are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. Don't you remember me? Don't you know that we miss you? Miss me? Who misses me? You know, all your friends in the forest. The trees, the pond, that little fort that you made out of branches. We all miss you. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. Oh, I guess that makes sense. The forest is not that far away. Have an adventure today. I'm sure your mom would take you. You're right. I should get out. I want to have fun. Play in puddles, catch frogs, and climb trees. Hey, Mom! Yeah, hon? <gasps> Stephen! What is that in your hand? It's my sense of adventure, Mom. It's telling me we need to get out of the house and have some fun in nature today. Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? Go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills. Skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries. From healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, you can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. Find your path to a new career today. Visit findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Glowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Every year is Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Once again, this is the oasis for those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach. Delighted you could be with us. Well, in the toughest case against partisans and government censoring Americans, Missouri v. Biden, that is, uh, we see that uh, there are new emails uh, unearthed by this uh, court challenge, by these folks, proving that uh, the Biden administration lobbied Facebook to censor privately exchanged messages on its WhatsApp service. And this really shreds our First Amendment rights. You have to wonder, are they out of their minds? I mean, at, this is just astonishing. Now, it, it it should be stressed that Facebook was also an eager uh, accomplice in this endeavor. 
wasn't just that they were pressured. They were pressured. They were lobby. But there were plenty of times where they just unilaterally wanted to offer uh, assistance, and they did. And this is really self-incriminating. And it was especially egregious when looking at their quashing of dissent from doctors and scientists and, and health workers regarding COVID protocols, COVID protocols like um, uh, mask efficacy. I mean, you know, if you were offering dissent against the use of masks, you were demonized. If you were out there saying, hey, natural immunity actually exceeds vaccine immunity, which has now been proven the case, you were demonized. Talking about the worthlessness of lockdowns, you were demonized. Also, the likelihood of COVID originating from a lab leak uh, construct versus natural transference from animals via an, an intermediary host, you were vilified. But we all now know that the government was full of crap. We know from the gold standard people of, uh, of um, oh, my God, it escapes me right now. But, uh, oh, the, um, it'll come to me in a minute. It'll come to me in a minute. But, uh, oh, the uh, Cochrane Group. Thank you. Just thinking my own brain. <laughs> the Cochrane Group, which is universally recognized as an authority on all uh, analytics in healthcare. <laughs> you know, they are the people who study studies. They came to the conclusion that masks proved to be of little use. Of course, yours truly was not so humbly pointing this out back in early 2021 because he reads. <laughs> you know, there were plenty of doctors like uh, Scott Atlas and uh, uh, and others who were pointing out, in no uncertain terms, that these instances of COVID spread through aerosols. And aerosols are only one seventeenth the size of the pores found in the very finest of surgical masks, and only one eightieth the size of the pores found in the finest of cloth masks. So, how much efficacy can there be in masks that have pores, you know, vents in them that are larger than the very aerosols they're supposed to keep out? And people immediately like to screw about N95s. Well, even the CDC recommended you don't use those because they're clumsy and they're hard to breathe through. That's because they were originally meant to block dust from construction sites. All right? And besides, a very small, insignificant percentage of the American people ever wore the damn things anyway. So please, don't use that which proved to be an infinitesimal factor in the number uh, and the kinds of masks used as a justification for how, oh, no, masks really had efficacy. Just look at N95. I don't give a damn about that when 98% of all the masks used had nothing to do with N95. And also the idea of insisting that, you know, obviously vaccine immunity is stronger than natural immunity. What a load of crap. Natural immunity always was going to outshine vaccinated immunity. And the reason is because if you happen to recover from it, you had what was you had working something you had something working in your favor known as high performing ORF1 immunogenic epitopes. Now to keep everybody's eyes from rolling in the back of their sockets, because when that happens, you ought to be doing something a lot more fun. <laughs> but just very quickly, these ORF1 immunogenic epitopes were powerful for a very basic reason. Now, very quickly, an epitope is that part of the antigen that flags down uh, your, your uh, antibodies from your immune system. That's what it does. An epitope is that part of the antigen that flags down the antibodies from your immune system. And when you have tons of those happening, well, then you have that much more of your immune system working for you. Because unlike the vaccine, which only has 5 to 10% of the virus's genetic code, catching the damn thing gives you the whole panoply of defense. Even Dr. Fauci, in a clip that we've played over and over and over again, has recognized that when you recover from a particular virus, you have what is really the best vaccine going. We've played the clip tons of time. I, don't, I just don't have it in reach right now, but we have. Dr. Fauci is on record as saying in 04, hey, a woman had this virus. She had the flu, but she recovered from it. Should she still get the shot? He said, no. If you've recovered from the virus, you've got the best vaccine going. His words until they were no longer convenient to uh, be spoken of. 
But anyway, the censorship that went on against these revelations harmed millions of people, not just in this country, but around the world. And the Cochrane Group made it abundantly clear that mask efficacy was overstated. And when it came to natural immunity transcending vaccine immunity, no less than the New England Journal of Medicine, as reported by NBC last June, made it abundantly clear that natural immunity transcends vaccine immunity. But if you were daring to say that, if you had the unmitigated goal, audacity, and lack of fortitude, nay, the temerity, to point this out before NBC was reporting on it and before the New England Journal of Medicine reported on it, then you were considered anti-science. All of this goes to show that censorship sucks a big one. Censorship harms people because it throws a wrench in what is actually the healthiest form of getting to the truth, which is letting arguments rise and fall on their merits, not the dictates of one side over the other. So regardless of the cause behind censorship or the justification, it does not matter. It's crap. You can't just say oh, we, we have the right to censor in order to fight misinformation and disinformation. Are you kidding me? Accusations of misinformation and disinformation must be shown, not merely declared. They must be illustrated, not merely stated. And even if this misinformation exists, guess what? It, too, is still protected by the First Amendment. And that's okay. Why? Because the First Amendment allow others to go ahead and counter that misinformation with the appropriate information, thus ensuring that in the dynamics of arguments rising and falling on their merits, misinformation is exposed. But you can't just, hey, well, because I've rendered this accusation of misinformation, that's in and of itself enough to shut down free speech, that somehow you're credible, you're out of your mind. So number one, please remember, exp even expressions of wrongful information are protected by the First Amendment. But number two, before an accusation of misinformation or disinformation can be considered valid, you have to demonstrate that it is. And unfortunately, we had people getting away with shutting down dissent by merely describing people who were saying, hey, natural immunity is stronger than vaccine immunity as misinformation and disinformation. And that was in and of itself enough to shut them down. Oh, you're going to, you're going to uh, counter the legitimacy and efficacy of mask use? That's misinformation. Therefore, we have a right to shut you down. No. Accusations of misinformation and disinformation must be subject to open discussion online. Otherwise, it becomes the perfect tool for any tool to shut down free speech. And because free speech was quashed, we had a lot of actual misinformation and disinformation that was permitted to be paraded as truth when it was the direct antithesis. And the Biden administration was really heavily invested in this crap. Again, emails show that Biden's director of digital strategy, one Rob Flaherty, pushed Facebook uh, executive hierarchy. It pushes the Facebook uh, executive hierarchy to be as censorial as needed. He wrote, quote, I care mostly about what actions and changes you're making to ensure you're not making our country's vaccine hesitancy problem worse. I still don't have a good empirical answer on how effective you've been at reducing the spread of vaccine skeptical content and misinformation to vaccine fence sitters. This is a vile, disgusting presupposition masquerading as settled argument, everybody. This douchebag forgets two things. Again, firstly... Even wrongfully grounded arguments are protected under the First Amendment. But secondly, accusations of misinformation and, mis and disinformation must be shown, not merely declared. I mean, think about it. Everybody who disagrees with one another does so because each believes the other to be misinformed. But that's, been never, been, that's never been enough to justify the crushing of free speech. You want to know who's really peddling misinformation and disinformation? Let the expressions go out there, and then let those who wish to counter reciprocate, and let arguments rise and fall on their merits. You douchebag Biden administration, stick with us.
In December, LastPass, a popular app for managing passwords, suffered a security breach, potentially exposing millions of people's personal information. When a business created to protect passwords gets hacked, it's a reminder how vulnerable our sensitive information can be when stored in the cloud. And for businesses who need to protect data, security is a top concern. To help prevent security risks, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud recently introduced a password manager. Jump Clouds Antoine Jabara. Businesses cannot always rely on an offline solution as users need to share and access passwords across multiple devices, and cloud based options aren't ideal either. Jump Cloud Password Manager takes a hybrid approach, storing data on users' devices and seamlessly syncs user vaults to multiple devices in an end to end encrypted way. This addresses some of the limitations of cloud based systems and bridges the gap between convenience and security. To learn more, visit jumpcloud.com. Vitamin B12 is important for supporting not only our metabolism, but also our energy levels. Our brain and our nerves need certain vitamins like B12 in order to function properly. Even if you're eating all the healthy foods like fruits and vegetables and getting you know great sources of protein, it's sometimes the case that you can become deficient in one or more nutrient, and that's where supplements can be helpful. So if you want to support your B12 levels, Jaro's Methyl B12 is a great supplement to consider to optimize your B12 levels. This type of B12 is recognized by the body, so it's delivered to your cells more efficiently. It's also been shown that it is a great way to make sure that you're getting a highly absorbed form of vitamin B12 and one that's going to be retained better than other types of B12. You can learn more at jaro.com. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes, their age, the way they speak? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got, got his first, first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat? Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year. Remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our vets need you. I'm a quadriplegic. I'm definitely at risk with my diminished lung capacity. I have MS. I'm in a wheelchair, and I can't leave the house because I have a compromised immune system. I'm very concerned about would there be a bed for me, would there be a ventilator for me, would I be able to survive something? It's, it's just heavy. You know, it's, it's a heavy... It's a heavy moment. This is a war. This really is. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them. I am so grateful for the PVA. They're making sure that we have all of the food and supplies that we need right now. We all got to help each other right now. We can't get through this by ourselves. It's with profound gratitude that you're going to be saving our lives. To find out how you can help, please go to helppva.org. That's H-E-L-P. 
pva.org. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Every year is Alan Nathan, the Militant Moderate. Once again, this is the Oasis. For those who have an aversion to the left-right, black-white, two-dimensional approach, uh, we have assisting in the opining right now, old friend of the show, pardon me, Captain Robert Carey, USN retired, fellow squid. Uh, He's a veteran who now serves as an advocate for the Ready for Ron PAC, the only credible independent group working to draft Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to run for president. Uh, Good to have you back, Captain. How are you today? I'm doing great. It's a fine Navy day. It's a fine Navy day. Uh, <laughs> a fine Navy day to support our fellow Navy veteran, Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, well, here, here for that, because he's the guy I, I support as well. A quick disclaimer there. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I thought Trump accomplished a lot, despite uh, those who worked uh, with him, who were, in fact, so often against him. And despite his own proclivity for stepping on himself, you know, the guy would have some wondrous accomplishment. And then instead of the uh, press, you know, having to cover it the following day, he would give them an excuse not to by having said something dumb, you know. And instead of talking about maybe the Abraham Accords, they were talking about some silly insult he threw at somebody. Um, he just could never seem to get out of his own way. And I say this is somebody who acknowledges his, that he did get a lot accomplished. Uh, Ron DeSantis, however, seems to have uh, so many of the same principles and policies, but he knows how to thrust and parry with the press. He knows how to uh, give it instead of only just taking it. Trump would give it back, but clumsily so. Uh, it does seem uh, DeSantis is so much more artful, and he's the one the Democrats are really petrified of. They think they can beat Trump. They know they haven't got a shot against DeSantis. But anyway, I'll get to that in a bit. Um, more uh, relevant to our topics du jour, however, um, as we were talking about earlier, there's this case uh, out there now brought against the Biden administration censorship against the American people. It's the toughest one going. Matter of fact, a federal judge has recently granted standing to the suit. But we, we, we now learn in this suit, again, it's Missouri v. Biden, we learn that emails prove that the government pressured Facebook to censor the privately exchanged messages of Americans on their WhatsApp service. Now, is it accurate to say that these actions not only violate the Constitution's First Amendment rights guaranteed to all of us, but sort of does so while doing a poll dance, because this is beyond egregious. This is, this is crudely and comically and clumsily being executed in a way that says, yeah, we're doing this and we don't care that everybody knows we're doing it. Or am I seeing too much into this? No, you're absolutely right. And, 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 and this is part of a bigger issue. Of the you know the federal government, especially the executive branch, taking over um, taking over powers and authorities that are actually those of the states or the people, or at the very most the uh, the, the legislature. And you know the legislature has delegated to the executive branch too much power, and that then allows the executive branch to engage in things like this which they should never be able to in the first place. You know, Thomas Jefferson was the one that said um, a law which is, uh, uh, you know, a law which is unconstitutional is void. Uh, and, and, and that goes for an executive action as well. And so, and one of the things I really love about Governor DeSantis's uh, recent book is that he actually talks about how it is the states and the people that are the supremely sovereign uh, powers in our in, in yeah, our country, that, not the uh, national government. Yeah, that would be born out of uh, the ninth and tenth the ninth and tenth amendments. Uh, the ninth amendment saying uh, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And the tenth amendment uh, says the power is not delegated to the United States uh, by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it uh, to the states or reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. Um, Ninth and Tenth Amendment basically is that. You know, stuff not specifically referenced in the Constitution uh, goes to the individuals to decide for themselves. And uh, we have to remember the Constitution is the people's written directive to the very government it created. And not one of these damn branches has the right to essentially uh, get out from underneath these otherwise absolute uh, constitutional restraints against government overreach. Uh, and they seem to forget that. 
I mean, again, well, this, hey, this document is the people's written directive to the very government it created, not the other way around. And not one of right. these branches has the right to thwart the mandates of the very document from which their powers are derived and really to which they are each subordinate. But yet they continuously think they have the right to do so. These are tyrannical acts, are they not? They are indeed. And that is another element of this that we have to take into consideration. You know, the federal government is not going to police itself. We cannot rely upon the judiciary to hold the executive branch uh, accountable. Many of those on the judiciary like what the executive branch are doing. They like the idea of a national government. They don't like the idea of a federal government. And they want to see the, they want to see the national government take over more authority. And so that is why we need someone with the experience of being a governor who knows and who, who then also actively engages to nullify unconstitutional acts by the federal government using the sovereignty of the state government in order to be able to push back on that. And, and, and so, you know, we can never expect the federal government to police itself. Power well, no, no, no. And, and that's despite the checks. Exactly. And that's despite the checks and balances that are supposed to accomplish just that. But if you have an overly politicized hierarchy in each of these three branches that refuses to enforce the laws that it requires the rest of us to follow whenever doing so would not be commensurate to their political preferences, well, then we have a perversion of uh, the very lawmaking that's supposed to go on. And again, uh, similar to what Thomas Jefferson said, let's face it, an executive order as well as a, as, a, as a legislative law, is only as binding as it is constitutionally compliant. As you mentioned before, Thomas Jefferson said what? Any law that's not constitutional is void. Um, I, and, and I think we're, we're witnessing some dra- dramatic displays of this. For instance, the Twitter files, uh, they document similar abuses, such as the DHS and State Department tag-teaming with the Civilian-Based Election Integrity Partnership, to censor criticism against government narratives on a wide array of social media platforms. And when you factor in all those inarguable realities, we seem to have proof of a burgeoning tyrannical government that needs a severe collective comeuppance, does it not, Captain? Exactly. And the only people that are going to have the power to do that are going to be the states and the people. We cannot expect the federal government to do it to itself. By the way, what are you going to do? I'm looking at the time here. And i got to ask you real fast, because we don't have much time left. Sorry to interpose. But no. there was a development not long ago where Trump came out and said, um, you know, he won't hire anybody who works for DeSantis. Now, I know you'd say never speak ill of another Republican, but this is a sort of head-on challenge. How do you see the DeSantis camp countering that? Very quickly, Captain. I think they should hire, uh, I think they should hire President Trump to be his vice presidential candidate. I'm loving that. That's too funny. That is too hilarious. Anyway, as usual, Captain Robert Carey, never enough time, but thanks for joining us, folks. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show right here on the Main Street Radio Network. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.